Hello and welcome to Dam Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. This is going to be a lot of, I, don't, I wouldn't call it filler, um, but this is an episode where there's not going to be a whole lot of mental neuroses. This is, if this were to become a mighty fine glass of spiders or a mighty fine cup of spiders, th this would be a lot of, um, well, yeah, I guess it'd be a lot of uh, glass half full, I guess. Um, once again, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into changing the show and its format. Something that's going to happen way down the road, if it even does happen. But let's get right into it, talking about things that should have happened. Fear fail launch, the list you cannot see, says, or tells me, and then I tell you. I work as a medium, in some small extent, I suppose. You could look at it that way. Fear was supposed to launch last month. Yes, I... Dropped the ball on that one. Um, I didn't want to launch it on Sunday, the first April Fool's Day, also Easter, which didn't really matter to me. But uh, I, I fell behind on working on one fear illustration. And when I looked into the file that tells me what the fear illustrations are going to be, it's a lot of these really complicated um, ensemble pieces or group shots. And I, I just... I don't see them in my head. I've got one that there's a character where I, I, I know what I want to do. I just don't quite know how to do it, um, which was kind of my problem with the Fear Agents illustration. I'm still working on uh, the third way. It's not a spoiler by any means, because you don't know what that means. We are eventually going to launch Fear Agents uh, once I get back on the ball with working on an illustration once a month. I'm also thinking about maybe holding off on Fear Agents until I have the illustrations almost completely done, which is going to be another, like, what could be, you know, looking like six months, um, which puts us closer to the end of the year for launch. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, I'm of two minds. One, I don't want to launch that late. I wanted to launch both Fear Agents and Kathy Hammond this year. And Kathy Hammond I've been working on very slowly. Um, I did work on one of the edit points and I've got some notes for it, but I got maybe a page written, a page out of three for that edit. But I know where it's going. I just got to sit down and write it. I just haven't had the motivation because I've been distracted, which I'm going to talk about later. But Fear Agents is still on. It's just pushed back until, uh, you know, TBD uh, to be determined until I, I kind of get back on the ball, and I'm going to be getting back on the ball uh, later today because I'm going to be working on some of the visual effects for this one character whose name I can't say because then you know what she looks like. But um, I, I'm really excited because I'm like in the like final stretch of like getting that how I want it. So uh, once again, it's working off a nude model, so I have to work on it at home as opposed to anywhere else. I guess I could work on it anywhere else if the place was empty. We'll see. But I plan on getting that fear illustration done this week and then um, working on the next one. And I'm going to see how my motivation kind of works in terms of launching fear agents maybe closer to um, this summer. Uh, speaking of this summer, I did fire off the Denver Comic Con guest list emails for celebrity interviews, according to the accredited press page on Facebook for Denver Comic-Con, a lot of the um, high-tier uh, famous people, especially in TV and movies, don't really do interviews with small local media. 
Um, so I, you know, am not holding out a lot of hope to get people like Matt Smith or Ron Perlman. Uh, but apparently the some of the comic book creators uh, are more than willing to do it. I'd love to get Kevin Eastman, creator co-creator, sorry, with Peter Laird uh, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'd love to get Andy Kubrick, uh, Kubert, Kubert. I can't even say his name. Hope I hope I don't fuck that up in front of him. So I'm hoping we get a whole bunch of like comic book people. Um, I can use that audio for both No Applause, Just the Clap, and uh, Mr. Wright if it works out that way. So hopefully we, you know, get some emails back in the next month. Um, I did get uh, already an email back from the representative, you know, little assistant person from uh, for John Barrowman, who was from Torchwood and Arrow and uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Doctor Who. He played Captain Jack Harkness. I, I can see him being on our podcast, which we would squee so hard on that. Speaking of launching things that uh, failed... The next note says, hosting fail. Um, yeah, we did have um, a hosting issue for about 24 hours, which is fine. It meant that no applause, just the clap last week went up a day late. Not a big deal. It didn't affect any other releases, such as uh, Mr. Right and Damn. Uh, it you know, won't affect Black Falls, which the new uh, season starts next week. Um, I have already started writing that. Um, I'm working steadily on that. I mean, it's like... Between Fear Agents and Kathy Hammond and, what's the other one I just said, um, Black Falls, yeah, I've got a lot on my plate, um, and I've been suffering from, I wouldn't say procrastination, but distractions, and like I said, I will talk about that later. I'm thinking about moving our hosting over to Anchor FM, I just need to, I, the thing is, once we move, we used to self-host, and then we moved to podcast.com, which, they're problematic maybe once a year, which is Fine, we can get a, you know, whatever, it sucks, but it's free, and you get what you pay for in the end. I'm a, f but when we did, when we jumped to podcast.com, our listenership dropped. Not a huge amount, but an amount that I was very uncomfortable with, and we had to kind of rebuild some of our numbers, and I'm afraid that's going to happen if we go to Anchor FM. I talked to Deb about this, and of course she said, whatever you feel is best, just let me know, and I said, of course. So, we'll see. If... If we end up switching over to Anchor FM, I want to look at the analytics after maybe a month or two and see where the numbers are at, and that might uh, inform uh, the Fear Agents release because I don't want to release it if we're on a small decline from jumping hosting. I'd want to, you know, launch it when we're either coming back or we're hopefully uh, stronger than ever number-wise. That's, you know, a nice little lead-in to Fire of Doing. I've been doing a bunch. Uh, I talked the last couple of weeks about not having motivation, and I've foreshadowed the distractions, which I'll talk about later, which I've said now three times, which if it were a promise would be ironclad. Uh, not that, you know, promising once wouldn't, should be ironclad, but you know, it's that whole like fight club thing where it's like, hey, you promised three times. So I've been, um, it says cleaning tech. What the fuck does that mean? Oh yes. So I've been cleaning out my desktop, going through my emails, you know, I tend to leave emails in my inbox if I need to follow up on something or I need to log into something uh, or I need to pay something. So um, I've been cleaning out all of that and cleaning off my desktop and I've got all these like notes all over my computer that I'm trying to, you know, organize and, and you know, just clear the desktop literally. Like I said, I've gone back to working on fear. I've gotten the effects I want uh, locked and loaded and 
Uh, I think it's going to look great, but it, you know, took me a couple weeks to just sit down and man up about it. Uh, sent off the DCC emails. Uh, I've been getting stuff done. Part of getting stuff done is once again working on Black Falls. I'll be working on Kathy Hammond this weekend. Um, that's that's about it. Um, but I've I've been busy um, last couple of days. Really, you know, the last last couple like weekends I've had uh, my personal weekends. I've been like sleeping in and not getting anything done. And this week I was like, don't do that. Wake up, get shit done. Uh, and once you have uh, your meat, you can have your pudding, to quote the Pink Floyd song. And my pudding are these distractions that I've been talking about. Um, I don't know if I talked about it last week, uh, possibly the week before, but I picked up Santa Monica Studios, the new God of War for PlayStation 4, and it is the tits. I love it. It didn't grab me at first. At first I was like, eh, okay, whatever. Uh, I love it. I have to like use a Green Lantern Hal Jordan level of willpower to put the controller down. I was, you know, running late to uh, record with Deb for no applause last uh, yesterday because of it. Not like you know six hours late by any means, but I was running an hour behind because I was like, oh, I need to go take this thing to that thing and do the thing and fight this whatever and find the stuff. It's it's fucking fantastic. I love that game. I'm. Not trying to hurry through this to play it, but I am going to play it uh, before I run my errands later. Uh, the, of course, the only thing that could stop me from uh, playing God of War was to go see Avengers Infinity War. A lot of war, I guess. God of War Infinity War. I'm not going to say any spoilers here, but I will say I was literally gobsmacked. I was struck speechless by watching Avengers Infinity War. Just stunned. Uh, at some of the, I, I, I told people, I said, I'm not spoiling it. And they go, well, I don't care about spoilers. I'm like, I'm still not going to spoil it. I want you to have the same visceral reactions that I had when you see or hear certain things or certain things happen. And, uh, but I was struck speechless. Um, this may be the best Marvel movie. I know every Marvel movie, they say, this one's the best one. This one is. This one is. And if this movie does not topple Avatar for biggest movie ever, the sequel, the untitled Avengers sequel, will topple it. This thing has the biggest box office opening ever. It's at over half a billion. It's at like 643 million opening fucking weekend. This isn't this is beyond like word of mouth. They're gonna get my they're gonna get my money again. I will see that movie again, possibly a third time, if friends want to go. Um, if like friends were like, we're going to go see it again. Want to come? I'll go. Absolutely. I'll go for a hat trick. Movie's fucking amazing. Go see it. Uh, I cannot oversell it. It's the movie's impossible to oversell. If I were to say, expect the unexpected, you're still going to see, see shit that was unexpected. That's what I'm going to say. I'm getting excited. I'm getting worked up. I'm sorry. Um, an amazing movie. Uh, not, not an Oscar winner by any means, but in terms of, of just, sheer fun, and I'll tell you, bring your Kleenex, bring your tissues, because I got a little weepy at at least one part, uh, uh, otherwise I was just too shocked to cry, uh, just, uh, oh man, just, it, it, it hurt my will to live, folks, I've been distracted by stuff, um, God of War and Avengers, but I'm getting back on the ball, like I said. Uh, lastly, the next two albums on this uh, whole thing I'm trying to do with the albums that influenced me from Facebook. 
One is Oingo Boingo's Dead Man's Party. I'm a huge 80s New Wave fan. Danny Elfman, one of the greatest composers, to, to springboard from this super hip, weird, nerdy New Wave band in the 80s and then 90s, late uh, early 90s, to springboard into like Oscar award-winning composer. That's insane. And he brought along his guitarist, Steve Bartok, is one of the guys who um, arranges a lot of stuff with him. I had a friend who... When I posted that it was Dead Man's Party, which is their most popular album, it's got their hit song, Dead Man's Party, on it, um, he was like, well, what about, you know, Nothing to Fear? And I said, well, yeah, that's a that's a better album, and pound for pound, you know, I wouldn't say better songs, but um, I do like the album, Nothing to Fear. Dead Man's Party is the one that really hit me. It was the first one where I heard "No one lives for, uh, Nobody Lives Forever. And that song, you can really hear how Danny Elfman was the singing voice for Jack Skellington in The Nightmare Before Christmas. And that blew me away. It's, it's you know, Heard Somebody Crying is a great song. I mean, just the whole album is great. And that was really my first introduction into Ungo Bungo, other than just hearing Dead Man's Party, you know, uh, on the radio in the 80s. And my dad was a you know pretty hip guy and listened to New Wave, and he listened to Ungo Bungo. So, but to have this friend who... The part and parcel of this this posting this album's thing on Facebook was that, like, there's no explanation, um, just post the thing once a day. And my friend was like, what about this album, blah, 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 like, he's like, I like it, but I'm like, it's your fucking opinion. It's my fucking opinion. Go do it yourself. Like, yes, I, I'll talk about it, but, like, I'm not going to defend my shit to you, because I don't like him. He's a fr He's not a friend of me. Uh, he's an acquaintance. He was a friend. Now he's an acquaintance. It's one of those. If he threw a party, which now he lives on the East Coast, which you know, so I'm not invited anyway. But if he was throwing a party, I wouldn't go. But if he called me and was like, "I have a flat tire, come help me," I would. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. The second album out of the two I'm going to talk about because I'm going to stretch this out over a month uh, is "Fire" by Electric Six, one of my favorite bands of all time. I guess the, I know they don't like the term, but I think it's an apt term. Uh, they are like disco punk, disco rock. Um, they're out of Detroit. They're, I've seen them multiple times live. I'm probably going to see them again in June. They put on a fantastic show. Their singer, Dick Valentine, is fucking hilarious. They are just a fantastic band. Go check them out. Um, they're real. The big songs that anyone might know would be uh, Gay Bar and um, Danger Danger, High Voltage which are both off of fire, but, I mean, that album is solid. The album after that, um, Senior Smoke, solid after that. Switzerland, solid. As they progressed, they ended up signing with Metropolis Records, and they got kind of more synthy, uh, synthesizer-based, less rock. They have come back to rock stuff. Uh, one of their last albums, I think a couple ago, um, Mustang was super rock. It was just balls to the wall pure rock and roll. It was great. Electric Six's Fire was one of those albums where I I don't think I had a friend who didn't have that album when I worked at this coffee shop called Paris on the Platte in Denver, which has since gone, which sucks. Um, and it was a really cool place. I'll talk about it. I'll put it on my uh, notes next week to talk about it and explain what Paris on the Platte was, because I think that informs who I am as a person. I worked there for eight years, and it it shaped my my life, my entire personality, my love life, uh, the books I read, the music I listen to, and some of that music I listen to was this band. And 
it was just like this, wow, this is so hip and cool and funny and different. And um, we were all obsessed with Electric Six. I mean, there's a whole pack of us that just followed them. And I don't know if, if my friends still listen to every album that they've got. I do. Um, but I know if I were to get together with some of these people and throw on Electric Six, if I just threw on Gay Bar, we'd all be singing and dancing and laughing and having a great time. Very much the term revertigo, where when you're around people that, you know, from a certain period of time, uh, you're brought back to that personality state. Revertigo. Watch, it's on How I Met Your Mother, is, is where it came from, but it's an actual thing. So, uh, but Electric Six, yeah, man, just, they're great. Um, like I said, I've seen them live, I have every one of their CDs. I cannot say enough good things about them. I don't think they have a bad album off the top of my head. Uh, Heartbeats and Brainwaves was a little weak, um, but that's the only album I don't like from them. Everything else, top-notch, all aces in my book. And that's it. That's that's the list you cannot see. So from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these haven't been my Acute Mental Neuroses, uh, Glass Half Full edition. I'm going to really, I don't know if I should push this Glass of Spiders thing. Should I? I don't know. Good night, Internet. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.